Well, welcome, uh, Father Joshua. Thank you. And to all those here with us from Toronto, we're not that far from our Canadian brothers. And we ask that you keep our, our allies and friends in Canada north of us um, in your prayers. Um, you know, this gospel passage is probably the one growing up that you could kind of, it's kind of like the parable of the, or the prodigal son. You sided with the older brother. This younger brother didn't do much. He went out, he wasted his money. Now he gets treated not only as good, but better. Now that parable could be called the prodigal or the prodigal father, as Vinnie Flynn has pointed out, because he to, to be prodigal means to squander. And the father squandered, just lavished mercy upon his son. The same thing can be said in this passage. Now, most of us, by nature, would side with those who worked all day. But if you listen closely to the passage that Father Joshua read, he did not, the landowner, cheat anyone. He agreed to a wage for a day's work, and they got that wage. Now, what happened to those who arrived late? To those who arrived late... He gave them the same wage. Now, what seems to be a just argument is they're like, they get paid as equal as we did, and we worked all day, they did not. Okay, what's going on here? And I'm gonna, as you always hear me say, I'm going to take you back to seminary because uh, I loved my scripture classes, as you've heard me say before, and I enjoy uh, getting out my seminary notes, teaching what I learned to share with you so you can go to seminary with me. Now, this class, we, or this passage we talked about in seminary, and really what's going on here is the landowner is guilty not of injustice, but generosity. You see, he knew that those people, those guys arriving and only got one hour of wages, he knew that that would not be really enough to take care of their family. He knew that most of them, if not all of them, had families, had children, and they were there ready to work, <clears throat> um, you know, for longer if they had to, but the day was over, and he gives them an hour wage would be probably not enough to take care of their family. So he gave them a full day wage out of mercy. So his guilt here is not being unjust, it's being generous. Now, God really does the same with us Catholics. I was just in Vancouver this week or last weekend, and actually, no, this week, um, I was in, I can't even keep track anymore. Um, and this inspiration just came to me that really applies perfectly to this passage, because in fact, I referenced that passage not knowing it was today's reading. And what I mentioned was the, how God must look at the different phase of the people here on earth. And I asked the question, and I'll ask you, can non-Catholics be saved? Is there any salvation outside the Catholic Church? Yes or no? No. No. The Church has always taught there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church. Now, can non-Catholics be saved? Yes. yes. So how do you reconcile that? All right. 
There is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's body is the church, and the church he established is the Catholic church. Does that mean that non-Catholics cannot be saved? Well, okay, let's look at this. Can a pygmy, my famous example, can a pygmy in the rainforest be saved? Can a Protestant be saved? Well, yes, and here's how. It will be much more difficult because they will have to labor harder because what has been given to them, who much has been given, much will be expected. In the Catholic faith, we have been given so much. Now let's look at a pygmy in the rainforest. Has he been given the gift of the mass, the sacraments, even the Bible? No. So how is he gonna be judged to get to heaven if he doesn't go to Mass or read the Bible? Well, he will be judged on the natural law. He will be judged on how, what God put on his heart to be a good person in the way that God gave him in the state of life he is living as a pygmy in the rainforest. So he will be judged differently than us as a natural, uh, based on the natural law. Now, what about a non Catholic Christian, a Protestant, okay? How will they be judged? Well, what were they given? They weren't given the grace of the Mass or the sacraments, but what were they given? <clears throat> Scripture. So they will be based, they will be judged based on how they live the life of Scripture. How will we Catholics be judged? To whom much is given, much is expected. We've been given the grace of intercessory prayer of the saints, so you'll be expected to also pray for others. You've been given the grace of the sacraments, so you will be expected to utilize that grace in the confession, to be forgiven of your sins, in holy communion to be fed. Your bodies need to be cleansed, so do your soul, that's confession. Your bodies need to eat, so does your soul, that will be holy communion. And you'll be given most of all the grace of the sacrifice of the mass. Worship has to involve sacrifice. If you are not, as there is not a form of sacrifice, it is not true worship. Since the beginning of mankind, since the very beginning, man has offered sacrifice. Now, not animals anymore. God has said, I don't desire that kind of sacrifice. But worship involves sacrifice. And that is the problem with the Protestant Reformation, is they've dropped the sacrifice. There is a need for proper worship to involve sacrifice. Now, the non-Christians, they do not sacrifice to the one true God. Non-Catholic Christians, Protestants, do not have sacrifice to the one true God. The only sacrifice to the one true God is this mass, not an animal, not a bullock or a lamb, the true lamb in the sacrifice now unbloody on this altar. This altar is a sacrifice that goes all the way back to the Old Testament. If you do not have sacrifice, you do not have worship. This is why God bless them, I love my Protestant brothers and sisters, but when they say we're all about praise and worship, no, you're all about praise and praise. There is no praise and worship getting up and singing and dancing. Now, I appreciate that. That's 
Anything that gives glory to God is beautiful. And, and, and I am all in favor of people who want to express their feeling of the Holy Spirit. But if you are non-Catholic and you are celebrating praise and worship without a sacrifice, it is not worship. Praise and worship is praise and adoration, praise and praise, praise and singing. It's not worship. Now, I'm not talking about the Catholic charismatic, charismatic movement. That involves worship because it involves the mass. So what we have in the Catholic faith is the true form of worship. And that's how you get to heaven. You know, we as Catholics have been given so much. I, I, I'll finish by this. I equate it, if you say can non-Catholics get to heaven, yes, because they are united to the body of Christ, albeit imperfectly. All right, what do I mean? All right, I always use the example going from Boston to L.A. Now, if you want to go to Boston to L.A., there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is you could walk. Now, that's like non-Christians. Very difficult. Very, very hard, but technically it can be done. Your two feet are kind of like the natural law. Those are the things that God put on your heart. Technically, as a non-Christian, you can make it from Boston to L.A., your objective, that's your goal, that's your destination. Technically, you could do it, but it's not easy. Technically, you could walk it, but you're going to run into pitfalls, heat strokes, cut feet, whatever. Or you could drive it. Driving it's like the Protestants. They can get there, but you got to stop along the way. You can get lost. You're counting on yourself. The GPS can mess you up. You can get flat tires. You can run out of gas. You can get in car accidents. You can technically make it from Boston to L.A., but again, it's a challenge. So the first way walking is like non-Christians. They can do it. Very difficult. Second way is like Protestants. They can do it. They could drive. But many pitfalls, many potential things that could go wrong because you're only relying on a single vehicle of Scripture. Now, being Catholic is like having a piloted supersonic jet. You get on and you don't you, all you have to do is say yes to the grace of the sacraments. All you have to do is go into that confessional, say yes to the church's teaching. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Come here to the mass up this altar. Receive the gift of Holy Communion. All you have to do is say yes. And the Catholic faith is like that supersonic jet. It'll take you to your destination. This is like the men in this parable. The ones who labored all day, worked hard, sweat of their brow. They still got paid. But look at the effort they had to do. No, I'm not saying being Catholic is easy. In fact, it's probably the hardest because, again, to whom much is given, much is expected. But the first ones are like the non-Christians. They came, they had to labor, labor hard. The other ones that came midday are like the Protestants. They came, they worked, not as much. They were given a little bit more of a tool, that in Scripture. And they got their, their, their final objective, they got paid. But the latecomers are like us Catholics. 
Everything God has laid out for us, the gift of a mother, the, the beautiful fact of the saints, the church triumphant. We are the church militant. Then you have the church suffering. We have the doctrine of purgatory where saints can help us or those in purgatory, we can help them. And then when they get to heaven, they help us. We have this army. The thing is, as a non-Catholic or a non-Christian, you're on your own. If you are a non-Christian, you are on your own. All you got is a natural law to follow what God put in your heart. You don't believe in intercessory prayer. You don't believe in the, in the, uh, the, the kingdom of, of the saints and, the, and heaven and the saints helping you. Even the Protestants don't either. They don't believe in the army, the deposit of faith. They don't believe in the gift of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They don't believe in her intercessory role. They don't believe in, in the saints, in the sacraments. They don't believe in confession. They don't believe in the sacrament of Holy Communion. So they're alone. It's all about my relationship between you and me and Jesus. Actually, no. It's about me, Jesus, and you. This is what the body of Christ is. And so those who arrived later, why were they able to get paid? Because of what the others did. And so we as Catholics are communio, together, one, the body of Christ. So can those others get to heaven? Yes, because they are united to the body of Christ. How? Through our prayers. That's why we need to pray for them. You need to pray for those who have not found the faith. You need to pray for those Protestants who reject the Catholic faith. And most of all, you need to pray for your Catholic brethren who have left the faith. Lumen Gentium 16, I think it's, is it 14, 15, 16? I think it, or 16, 17, 18, I think it's 14, 15, 16, talks about this. Lumen Gentium of Vatican II talks about non-Christians can be saved. It's hard. Talks about non-Catholic Christians can be saved. It's hard. But what is the harshest words Lumen Gentium uses for anybody? Fallen away Catholics. Because they have been given the most and they have rejected that gift. That is dangerous. Pray for our brethren who have left the faith. Another parable, it's like the talents. Jesus gave one, uh, 10 talents to one guy. He comes back and he says, I doubled them. He gives five talents to another guy. He comes back, he doubled them. And he gives one talent to another guy and he buried it and did nothing with it. That's like non-Christians, non-Catholic Christians and Catholics. The 10 talents is like the, the, the non-Christian. God will give him the natural law, and if he did something with it, he can be saved. The five talents are like the Protestant. He gave them the scriptures. They did something with it. But to the Catholic, if he takes that one talent and buries it, I don't need church. I don't need the sacraments. I don't care. I don't believe in organized religion, even though Jesus organized religion. He buried it. And who's the one that the king got most angry with? the one who buried that talent. So let us as Catholics pray for our fallen away brethren. You know, <clears throat> God is generous just like this landowner. To finish, do you know that heaven is way, way, way more than any of us deserve? 
just like the latecomers to the vineyard who got paid more than they deserved. Also, hell is way less than we all deserve. As much as hell is pain and suffering, it should be much worse. Hell is way, way less than we deserve. Because of our sins, we deserve to be punished and ostracized even more, if that seems possible. And so let us give thanks to God for the gift, not only of Scripture, because that's one leg of our Catholic faith, but also the magisterium, who interprets the Scripture for us, and sacred apostolic tradition, which is in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 2.15. And so God bless all of you, and let us take this passage to heart and realize we have to pray for all who are away from Jesus, non-Christian, non-Catholic Christian, and most of all, fallen away Catholics. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you.